0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff.
1: That's right, my friends. You've tuned in to conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. It is my pleasure to be here today. Thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback, adoration, and praise can all be directed to Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. It is, again, a pleasure to be here. You know, I want to talk a little bit today Um I want to play. I want to play a soundbite here from um, Biden's surgeon general. Biden's surgeon general was on yesterday morning. Yesterday morning with Mika Brzezinski on MSNBC. <laughs> yeah, this is the surgeon general, Doctor Murthy M U R T H Y, and. I just there's several things I want to talk about today as it pertains to this larger issue of of censorship. We literally have folks, the United States Surgeon General, cabinet of the president, which again, I know on the one hand should not be should not be that surprising, but it's still a remarkable thing when you think about the type of government that the founders established, when you think about The dangers that the United States uh, and the world faced, say, even throughout the 20th century. Go back to the founding of this nation. I mean, this nation has continually, consistently stood up to authoritarian forces. In fact, this system of government is the antithesis of what it looks like uh, when authoritarianism kicks in. Now... There's certainly people that manipulate our system and that have appointed themselves as authoritarians, and it seems that there's a large swath of the American people that are none the wiser to what's going on. But we have a system of government of that that in, involves checks and balances that does not include edicts and decrees from the learned elite liberals radical leftists among us who have Positions of power, whether they are mayors of cities, as Bill de Blasio is, whether they are governors of states, whether they are presidents of this great nation. Our founders went to great lengths to preserve and protect the people of this country, to make sure that they instituted a form of government that... um, protected that that had built-in protection mechanisms against too much power in the hands of one person or a group of people. And they structured something beautiful and brilliant when they structured the United States of America, when they set up the uh, house and the Senate and the legislative branch, when they established the executive branch and had, This concept of a president, not that of a king. When they had the judiciary and when they, in the constitution, set up a system that, one, in certain situations, the legislative branch was the branch that had power and authority. And And then in another situation, the president would have, the executive branch would have authority. And then in another situation, the judiciary would have authority. Checks and balances to make sure I mean, just take any number of things, the confirmation, uh, the the confirmation of Supreme Court justices has to go through the U.S. Senate uh, appointed by the president of the United States. The Senate has to confirm that nominee, and then that nominee would become if they, of course, are uh, confirmed by the Senate, would sit as a Supreme Court justice on the Supreme Court of the United States, then in, in certain instances, having authority over the other branches of government at times, interpreting law, just like recently when the Supreme Court struck down Biden's unconstitutional, I love to point that out, the unconstitutional vaccine mandate issued by the authoritarian-in-chief. See, the, there's there's checks and balances. Congress passes a law. That law goes to the president's desk to be signed, president can either veto or sign that legislation. If he signs it, it becomes law. If he doesn't, if he vetoes it, it can go back to Congress. And if Congress passes with enough votes to overcome the veto, then Congress can trump the president's veto. I mean, there's just so many things like that happening within our system of government. The more that we move, uh, I don't want to say forward, (laughs) Because this is this is that, that implies that there's we're making positive progress. That's where this concept of progressivism comes along. Uh, progressivism means well, to the radical left, they think it means changing everything because change is always good. Change is not always good. Change can be I'm I'm not against change. Don't misunderstand me, but not just as a matter of fact, not all change is good. Right, there has to be. We have to understand what the change is, and then compare it and contrast it with the pros and cons, and then decide. I mean, the United States is a uh, constitutional republic. If we changed it to a communist state, is that change a good thing? Obviously, no. Not to the radical left, they would say, "Oh, yes, that's a fantastic thing." Of course, they won't come out and say that, but deep down, they're cheering. Some of them will today. More and more people become. Emboldened by what's accepted uh, by some of the prog, well, literal literal progress the left has made in making some of these things more acceptable. Now that's, of course, not real progress. It's progress towards their ends, which is, of course, moral bankruptcy through their just totally worthless and uh, terrible worldview and ideology. So there's this movement, though, towards, away from those checks and balances, there's a movement towards um, people accepting and even clamoring for, clamoring for these bureaucratic executive actions, people applauding these executive orders, even when they're clearly unconstitutional, as is the case with the one that was just struck uh, struck down by the Supreme Court regarding forced vaccinations for people, um, you know at, that worked at employers with over a hundred employees or whatever the the nonsense of the day was. So, on, couple that movement at, at large, that general movement towards authoritarianism, that general movement away from the Constitution, that general movement. Some folks would even say t- to me here at this point, Todd, we're moving. Not even towards, well, the merger of, of a technocracy, uh, technocracy and um, authoritarianism to where we're just looking for experts to rule our lives, to tell us what science has dictated for us, and for that to be the rule, the law of the land, whoever declares that, whatever uh, bureaucrat can establish what science today and that's the law. The experts rule just the the regular working class and some people say that's the way that it needs to be. We don't need a bunch of uneducated non-radical leftist congressmen and senators running around because they actually would prevent us moving towards progress. There's people that literally believe this today and they cheer on they cheer on the likes of Dr. Murthy, M-U-R-T-H-Y, here today. So on top of that, though, this country, in in addition to the checks and balances that the founders put in place to make sure that our our government wasn't, there wasn't one person or one small group that had too much power and authority because they saw and they tasted authoritarianism. They saw what it was like to be under the thumb of, of an out-of-control tyrant. And they also saw that throughout history. They saw that throughout the world that they lived in. They experienced it personally. And the founders established something that was designed to do everything in its power to prevent that. They know that they could they knew and understood that they could not establish a system of government that would be foolproof. It always involved having an educated, informed citizenry. And so now that moves in. the other part of this right we have the system of government set up by the constitution that has these checks and balances that doesn't allow for biden or whoever's president whoever's surgeon general to go around saying things and telling people to obey and not even not even to be able to discuss alternative viewpoints we have literally entered into that realm the Surgeon General of the United States does not want Americans to hear opinions or uh, viewpoints or whatever that are contrary to what the government tells us to be true about whatever. In this particular case, it's COVID-19. But don't get hung up on that because this applies in the mind of the radical leftist to anything. They can just start with COVID because they have so conditioned people. Now I'm not Listen, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying COVID isn't real. I'm not saying that there that it wasn't a pandemic or there weren't problems and concerns and then it killed people. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not making those claims. I never have. Never once have I said that. I've been remarkably consistent on this show, and I am saying that while COVID did was brought upon death and mayhem and havoc and fear and all sorts of things we also have in addition to that being true we also have people that are looking for an opportunity to politicize this and to move this nation move this government move the mindset of the american people towards something that is less constitutional ...and more authoritarian. There is no mistaking this. No debating this. I mean, we can discuss it. I'm not, I don't mean it the way that, that they mean it. That, that You know, they, they don't allow for debate. I actually love debate. I'm simply saying this is so obvious there's no need for discussion. Just to make a point. Although I still believe that. I would never say someone couldn't make the claims that I'm wrong. Of course they can make the claims that I'm wrong. I'm not afraid of what they have to say. And in the case that I'm wrong... You know what? I actually learned something along the way, but that's not how the government looks at this. And so the government, when we the, – the, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights in particular, in addition to having this system of government that said, hey, we're going to have checks and balances. We're going to establish a, a, a type of government that prevents power from being centralized because centralized power throughout the history of the world has led to really, really atrocious things. In the, in the 20th century alone, 100 million people dying at the hands of communism. I mean, it's, it's unfathomable and unconscionable what has happened just in recent history. But Americans, many Americans, don't see that, don't care that. So the founders, in addition to that, said, we want to take some time here to enumerate and to write down our God-given rights. And among those, among these rights in the First Amendment, the right of free speech, the right of a freedom of the press, the right to, you know, worship as we choose or to not worship as we choose, to not be under a state church, but also to not be prevented from going to church or from having religion outlawed across the land, even though there's certainly cases where that seems to be. The case, the right to keep and bear arms, to protect ourselves from everything from, you know, criminals and people who are trying to personally harm us in a particular, you know, an episode of crime all the way up to and including the tyrants in our federal government who could potentially trample upon our rights so much that they would physically try to do something about that and the right to keep and bear arms is there for the protection and the defense of liberty of, of the individual. I mean, we can go on and on down the list. So the founders were brilliant. They set this system up, and I had to listen to four years, people like Jim Acosta, who's in the news, by the way. Jim Acosta's in the news, I think, making comments about, I don't know. I think he was comparing, <laughs> comparing and contrasting the time that Trump, remember at the time... When Jim Acosta was wrestling the female intern for the microphone, we talked about this on here. He wouldn't give up the microphone. She almost got it from him. Some 21-year-old female, you know, small, half the size of, of Jim Acosta, who might have been training, for all I know, with tough guy Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo at the time was at CNN, so Jim Acosta, I don't know. I can't see Jim Acosta uh, getting in the in the cage or anything, <laughs> but... Maybe maybe a tough guy Chris Cuomo gave him gave him pointers, but he didn't give him enough pointers on how to really wrestle that microphone away from the White House intern when he wouldn't give it up. And Trump told him that you're a I forget exactly what he said. He didn't call him an sob as Biden called Peter Ducey uh, a couple days ago. Instead, <laughs> instead he called him. Uh, I have to I'm going to play well, I might play that clip as well and I'll look at it during the break. But we have we have this freedom of the press, even the freedom of the press to say idiotic things which of course we can always count on CNN for. But there's this idea, this notion, this concept that says let's expose what's going on to the light of truth. Let's let's allow people to talk about ideas. Let's allow, you know, this I say allow I don't that's just the word I chose it, it's it's the right given to us by God to express our ideas thoughts and opinions even folks if those thoughts and opinions are wrong what how can we refute an idea an opinion if it's not even allowed to be expressed right I mean this is necessary I mean I just think about being a father and if my children if if they think something. Is true that clearly isn't. Maybe there's monsters under the bed or whatever. I can't tell them, you can't even tell me what your problem is. You can't even tell me why you think that I'm wrong when I tell you there's monsters and there's no monsters under your bed, right? I have to let them express that. Maybe what they're saying, maybe they're trying to communicate in something they don't even know how to put into words yet, right? I mean, maybe, maybe there's something. Um, that that represents or that they don't know how to articulate. If I tell them to shut up and to not even say the word monster under the bed, as the government is doing with us regarding people who have any questions at all about the efficacy and safety of COVID-19 vaccinations. If you have any question, you're deemed, you're branded in the eyes of the government, a threat to the state. You're a threat to the state. You're a someone who's trying to overthrow the government. You're trying to kill people when in reality we're just people that have questions and if if we are asking questions and you don't provide answers what does that say about those people what does it say about the people who by the way if what they're saying is accurate and true they should be able to simply explain it to us but they don't do that they say quit asking the question they say shut up Go back to your respective corners and don't ask us that. Do what we've told you to do. And this is all to say, yesterday morning, yesterday morning, Dr. Vivek Murthy, Biden's Surgeon General, Surgeon General of the United States of America, was on with Mika Brzezinski and Morning Joe, MSNBC, the bastion of truth. <laughs> MSNBC wouldn't know truth if it whacked him up the side of the head, but He's on there literally calling for the censorship, a US government official calling for the censorship, if I can spit it out, of Joe Rogan. And I wanna play this clip in its entirety. It's a couple minutes long. We're gonna do it after the break. And I wanna talk about this, I wanna compare and contrast, just, I, I wanna illustrate just how dangerous this mindset is. This guy is a complete clown. This guy is an authoritarian. This guy has clearly no idea what his role in the bureaucratic state, the constitutional role, I'm not talking about the bureaucracy that's grown outside of that constitution. Just in general, the executive branch, this joker through these comments has made it abundantly clear. He has literally no idea what he's talking about, what he's doing, and he's our Surgeon General. I don't care that it should be just focused on health and medicine, they all should understand that their role is not to be authoritarian, that they have a limited power in this country granted to them through the Constitution by the people of this great nation. Instead, he's out there saying we should shut up podcasters. We should shut up people who don't toe the government line. And what the government says goes. And if you have any questions, you should be punished. Folks, that's what he said in a nutshell. I'll play the clip. After the break, sit tight, my friends. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in a minute. (laughs) Come back, my friends. So let's listen. Let's listen here to this uh, this soundbite. Soundbite here where the Surgeon General is calling for... (laughs) I mean, I don't know how else to say this to you. The censorship of an American citizen who happens to have a podcast, who happens to have a very popular podcast. But nonetheless, it's an American citizen who's expressing his opinions, asking questions. I mean, seeming to me to be well within his right as an American to do. And the Surgeon General is basically calling for People to not give him a platform, whether that's Spotify or social media or whatever. By the way, before I play this, I find it interesting. And I know we've got healthcare professionals out there, so I don't want to be misunderstood here. But it is called practicing medicine. It's also called practicing law, right? I don't say I'm practicing this radio show. Because I carry out assigned host duties flawlessly, as Rush would say. But I say, I point that out just to say this, it's not as black and white. Take COVID out of this mix. Take COVID out of this. Take all the emotions and fear and uncertainty out of the mix. Practicing medicine means it's that's the phrase we use for distinct reasons. It doesn't mean that we don't learn things. It doesn't mean that what the government officials are telling us isn't correct. But it does mean that we should be, we should be able to have questions about something that the professionals are merely que- uh, practicing. It seems to me, right? I, I just this these are tactics that are used by people who I'm telling you, they don't really want, they don't want to have to be bothered with communicating truth. Sometimes it's because their agenda's the opposite. Sometimes it's because I don't know what what all the reasons are. Sometimes they just want to be authoritarians. Sometimes they're dead wrong and they don't want to have to be to answer for that any number of things. But if the truth is so evident, then explain it. I just they still haven't they still, to this day, have not done that. You do what you're told or you get admonished, ridiculed, mocked. You aren't allowed to get a heart transplant, as is the case with the gentleman in, I think, Massachusetts. I think it's Boston. I'd have to double-check that. If you're not vaccinated, people cheer when you die. I mean, they're, I'm not saying that's everybody, but that happens. I've seen it. I've seen it from people that I personally know. I've seen it from people who have a platform. Anyway, let's listen to this soundbite. It's a couple minutes. I want to play the whole thing. Mika Brzezinski talking with Surgeon General, Dr. Murthy, about just how terrible it is to have free speech in this country. I see it no other way.
0: Rogan, who hosts the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, has frequently promoted unproven methods for treating COVID-19 and downplayed the need for vaccines. Last year, Spotify purchased his podcast library for an estimated $100 million. Dr. Murthy, what do you think are the best ways to push back on misinformation about covid that continues to be aggressively pushed, whether it be Joe Rogan's podcast or all over Facebook?
1: Mm. So thoughtful of you. We well, Mika,
0: it's such an important question mm-hmm. because we can have the best science available. We can have the best public health expertise available, mm-hmm. but it won't help people if they don't have access to accurate information. There's you know, something Paul, I've always. Paul,
1: what do you mean, no access to accurate information? I, I cannot. I cannot for the life of me. I can't turn on a football game without hearing it. I can't. Uh, I I can't post something. I, I'm telling you, anything that we post when our show was, we're not currently streaming. We're, we may be revisiting that shortly here. But anytime we posted anything, mention the word COVID, there would be some disclaimer down there where you could click and get government information. I mean, you can't do anything. You can't, they're trying to make you not be able to eat in certain restaurants in certain places of this, go out in public, have a life to exist in certain places in this country, to act like they don't have access, what in the world is this guy talking about? It's not that people don't have access, it's that they've not been persuaded. So persuade us, use your time here, Surgeon General Murphy. use your time here, instead of moaning and groaning about Joe Rogan and his podcast, and Joe Rogan not out there getting the jab on camera as news anchors and Others around this country, politicians around this country have done. To act like people don't know this is beyond false. I'm calling this out. This is fake news. Mika should have stopped him right there and said, what are you talking about? People don't have access to this. It's not that they don't have access. They've not been persuaded for whatever reason. Maybe they should be persuaded, but they haven't been. So persuade them. Persuade them, Dr. Murthy. Anyway, here he continues. I
0: always believed as a doctor is that people have the right to make their own decisions, but they well, also have said, the right yeah. to have accurate information to make that the, the decision with. I know when it comes to how we root out the misinformation in mm-hmm. society right now, and give people access to actual inf- accurate information, we've got to do several things. Number one, we've got to recognize that our technology platforms, whether particularly social media, these have an important role to play. These are the predominant places where we're seeing misinformation spread. Uh, these platforms have still not stepped up to do uh, the right thing and do enough, I should say, to reduce the spread of misinformation. But each of us also Talking has about... a role to play here because we all have platforms, and particularly if you're somebody who has a large following, mm-hmm. whether you're an entertainer, a politician in the media, it's your, your responsibility, all of our responsibilities, my, to make sure that we are thoughtful in what your we are sharing. Uh, this is not just about entertainment. It's not just about uh, garnering clicks. This is about people's lives. And we have seen time and time again that misinformation Costs people their lives. Uh, so, you know, we all have a, this is not just about what government can do. This is about companies and individuals recognizing that the only way we get past misinformation is if we are careful about what we see and we use the power that we have to limit the spread of that misinformation. Uh, that's going to be a critical part of how we get through this pandemic. It's
1: not, it's not just for the government to censor Joe Rogan, it's for Facebook, it's for Spotify, it's for whatever. It's for the rest of us who have a platform to come on. I guess I should come on here every day and rail against Joe Rogan, according to what Dr. Murthy has been, this nonsense and gibberish he's just been uttering. I, I still can't get over the idea that he really believes people don't have access to accurate information. You know what it is? People don't believe you, Dr. Murthy. That's what it is. And don't look at us when you want to explain the reasons that we don't trust you. We don't trust you because government has been very dishonest with people. And I'm not focusing just on COVID, but you can look at COVID. I know why it's a time time to take a break, but you you can look at. Just look at the trajectory we, from 15 days to slow the spread to so you can't get a heart transplant if you don't have a vaccine. You can't work if you don't have a vaccine. In places. You can't go into a restaurant if you're five years old and don't have a vaccine in New York City or you aren't vaccinated or however the proper way to say that is. It is, don't tell me that you have been consistent. Don't tell me that you've been following the science when I can go back and I can play sound bites of Dr. Dr. Fauci telling us that his wearing a mask is largely symbolic. What is that? And then for listening to Fauci say, you know what? Wearing two masks is probably better than one, even though I don't have any data for this. It's just, don't, do not patronize. This, this is, you're the reason. You, Dr. Murthy, and others like you have violated the trust of the American people. Now, whether it's intentional, you've lied, whether it's ineptitude, whatever it is, don't blame Joe Rogan for this stuff. There have been adverse effects to vaccination. Not everyone, I'm not even saying super, I'm just saying that they're out there. They act like it doesn't happen. We have been taken on one heck of a ride through this COVID stuff. And I have even been generous. You can go back to this program and see that I said, I understand at the beginning, fumbling your way through this. I do, but not now, certainly not two years later. What a joke. What a joke of a response. What a joke of a surgeon general what a joke of a question what a joke of a program that we have to that that i this is this is what the left listens to complete and utter gibberish my friends ah what a shame quick time out listening to conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back in just a minute <laughs> Folks, have you ever read the book 1984? I was just talking about this with Oz. I was talking about it before the program as well. 1984, written by George Orwell, who also wrote Animal Farm. Uh, another classic. Um, <laughs> they're, in the book, I mean, it, I can't obviously go through the book here at this particular point in time. But I find it interesting I find it interesting that, that the government that is written about in Orwell's 1984 has four ministries. The Ministry of Truth, <laughs> the Ministry of Peace, the Ministry of Love, and the Ministry of Plenty. It's a ni- this is, The book was written in 1949, George Orwell. But I want you to listen to this quote from the book as I played all that crap from the Surgeon General. Last segment, basically not liking the idea that places like Spotify and social media channels haven't done enough to stop what they call misinformation. And that sounds good to a lot of people. Well, you don't want lies going around out there, but it's not, folks, it's not that cut and dry. It's not that black and white. And the only way you can ever really get to truth and answer objections, for those of you that have been in sales... (laughs) If you're trying to get someone to purchase a product, you want them to tell you the reasons that they're hesitant so that you can try to address it, converse, you know, converse about it. Explain why maybe that's not as big of a deal as it seems at the moment because x, y, and z. Right? Now there's legitimate objections. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying I'm simply saying that if they were really interested in addressing concerns of people, They wouldn't say, don't ask the questions. It is patently absurd to assert such a thing. And that is what our Surgeon General is saying. Don't let anyone out there say anything that's contrary to the government, which made me think of 1984, you know, written by George Orwell, and the Ministry of Truth. Because, voila, here we are having Dr. Fauci or Dr. Uh, Murthy here or whoever playing the role of truth minister. And there's a line from the book, 1984, and I want to read it and I got to take a break. I was long last segment. It says this, the ministry of peace concerns itself with war, the ministry of truth with lies, the ministry of love with torture and the ministry of plenty with starvation. These contradictions are not accidental, nor do they result from ordinary hypocrisy. They are deliberate exercises in double think my friends if this is not what we are living in right now <laughs> and double think i'm looking here this is the definition of, of explanation of, of, of double think in wikipedia process of indoctrination whereby the subject is expected to simultaneously ex- accept two mutually contradictory beliefs as correct often in contravention to one's own memories or sense of reality. My goodness, if that is not what we are living right now, then I don't know that I'll ever be able to uh, relate to that concept. I want you to question your own memories, your own sense of reality, to have this concept of, I have to believe the ministers of truth. Vaccines are safe. I see people having myocarditis, and I don't want to put fear in you. Believe, I'm not trying to say that, Maybe the vaccine is right for you. I'm simply saying these folks don't even want to engage in the conversation. That is both dangerous to our republic outside the realm of our constitution, not the role of our government, and also moving us right down the path of the book written by Orwell, 1984. And it's terrifying to me. And I find a lot of humor and stuff, but just as a moment, a serious moment for just a second here. What's ter- terrifying to me is how quickly – A big chunk of this country has fallen in line to accepting doublethink here from the ministry of truth as reality. Terrifying concept. But don't give up hope, my friends. There's still plenty of people out there who are free thinkers, who believe in liberty, who believe in the principles of this country. We just have to share and spread the truth and the light of day. And we don't do that by silencing the opposition we do that by giving them a platform and a megaphone because they say things that are absolutely insane and ridiculous, and that violate the principles of common sense and logic. Whew, Quick time out. Listening to conservative, not better talk, my friend. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Yes, I know. I see this this news that Fox has reported. I don't have time to get to it, but Fox News footage shows mass release of single adult migrants into the United States. Basically, if you read the article here, Fox News footage shows several federally contra- contracted buses dropping off dozens of mostly male migrants at a parking garage in Brownsville, Texas. Black tarps were set up. with a makeshift sign that said Border Patrol drop off above it. Um... Basically, they're being flown to destinations from there to Miami, Houston, and Atlanta. Just you know, single adults. This isn't children, right? I mean, as we were supposed to believe, we weren't just letting uh, illegal aliens who were adults in the country. But again, Ministry of Truth here to tell you what to believe. You know what? This show is the Ministry of. Truth. We're gonna. This show is more of the Ministry of Truth than anything. Anything that the Biden administration, anything our federal government could possibly come up with. And I'm going to tell you, one of the ways to tell that is to look at how they deal, how folks deal with opposition. If, if someone was to say to you, for example, as people have said, um, you know, you're not, Todd Huff is not in favor of women being able to do what they want to do with their own bodies, which of course is simply in response to me being pro life. Well, after a discussion, I would make my case. and Well, I'm not really – actually, I'm completely in agreement that a woman should be able to do um, with her own body what she wants. My issue is that we as a culture, as a society, as a people who believe in establishing a rule of law that protects the life, liberty, and, and bodies and property of, of, of all people should protect the unborn. So this is why I'm pro-life, what you would call – x i actually call y see i address it head on i explain it maybe that's not enough for someone else to think that that my explanation is true but i would never in a million years say that somebody in the government should not allow them to say that i'll explain myself they're wrong they're factually wrong they're crazy maniacal in some cases but that Folks, it is we're on a, a fast track in the complete wrong direction. And Biden, and Biden's not even at the wheel. Biden, I don't even know if Biden's on the train. He's not. He's lost. Somebody's at the tra- on the train driving this thing, probably funded by somebody like Soros. But I, I gotta take a break. Come back and wrap up here for the day. Sit tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. My friend's eyes during the break actually said it's kind of ironic we're talking about the border. Briefly mentioned that story. Kind of ironic that we're talking about sending troops to Ukraine to defend their border or doing nothing but keeping our border completely open. And now apparently, um, again, you've heard stories of people being flown. but now it's even worse than the first story, which is now we're flying people who should have been detained and turned away or whatever at the border now they're being reportedly according to fox flown to cities all around the country anyway folks i gotta go hang in there be tough have a great day see you tomorrow take care sdg